Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the star line by lead vocalist, multi-instrumentalist for the fantasy-inspired folk rock band Blackmore's Night. Their latest album is Nature's Light. We welcome Candace Knight. Hi, thanks for having me today, Sean. How are you doing? Absolutely great, Candace. Let's go be on the mic. Nature's Light is Blackmore's Night's first album release since 2015. Why was this the perfect time to release this? Yeah, it's been a while. Um, actually, well, you know, honestly, in 2018, Richie and I had some uh, very, sort of a very dark time. It was very emotional for the two of us. Um, we had a lot of loss in that year. He lost his um, his last remaining family member, his brother, who was seven years older than him, and uh, he, he's no longer around, unfortunately. We lost him that year. He lost his best friend, who was in... Um, the, the Three Musketeers, the band prior to Deep Purple. So those were back in the days where he was able to just, uh, you know, play music for the sake of music before the stress of, of fame and touring every single day around the world and exhaustion set in. Um, our cat of 16 years passed. My dad passed. The whole year was just emotionally traumatic. And when we were supposed to go back into the studio in 2019, I didn't feel like being creative. It was very difficult because we were in such a dark place. But I found that... I, there were signs and symbols that my dad, I felt, was sending me. One of them were these feathers that I would find around the house, big white feathers in the kitchen, in the in the playroom, upstairs in the bedroom, um, any place. And it was in the car. Uh, and I really took those as signs that he was with me and he was he was okay. And um, I used that, actually, when Richie started coming up with some of the music as as a lyric line, as an, an idea and, and the symbols of of feathers, that song wound up becoming feathers in the wind, feather in the wind. And, um, it was sort of an ode to my dad, but it also wound up being this introspective journey that maybe all of us are these feathers that are carried on the wind in life. And until we get to our ultimate destination, we're kind of all together and all, all in this, this travel and this, um, this journey of life. And, um, it's interesting because I, I see a lot of parallels now. Now, a lot of these songs that we wrote with what we were going through those darker times in 2018 and going into the, the studio in 2019, um, are sort of parallels as to what we all went through in 2020. And by the end of, of our recording process, when we were doing it, um, I noticed that because I was able to write and heal our, heal myself through writing, um, that by the end of the album, when we were writing more of the joyful songs, it it really kind of was able to heal me a lot. And uh, so we were able to create songs like Nature's Light that are definitely more happy and more joyful. We're going to the fair with the promise of the future and being able to go to, to more fairs and, and have a better time. And um, it's interesting because we were, we were going to have the album out in 2020. And then sure enough, everything got shut down because of COVID. And uh, now that it's out in 2021, it seems to be the soundtrack of healing and of bringing this beautiful magic and warmth of of the light of the sun and of nature and its healing power to us. So it's an amazing parallel that we went through that in 2018, but everybody, we all went through it together in 2020. So we're hoping that this music really helps to heal and, and see that light at the end of the tunnel and, and a lot of hopefulness on the horizon with what we've all been through in the last year. The stresses of the world that you talk about since COVID began were great, painful. How did you take this time to shed the darkness and to make a new light? I think it was, um, for us, 
it was an adjustment period. I mean, there was part of us that we're not really people. We're kind of very private people. We're homebodies, so we're we're used to staying at home. We have a very tight knit family. It's it's me and Richie and and our two kids, our our ten and our nine year old. Um, so we're very family oriented and. Um, but not being able to do some of the things that we took for granted, like go out and be around friends and be around, you know, even have our, our Christmas party. That's something that we always invite a lot of people to and just open our home to people at that time of year. Um, all of that was an adjustment to scale everything way down. Uh, and we always found that getting back to nature was really an amazing healing power. What I found interesting was that because we were all sort of in solitary on this lockdown that um, a lot of people, I think, got introspective. They found that peace within themselves after going through the withdrawal of being able to go through, you know, go outside and not being able to do that anymore, um, you know, in crowded places. I think being at home, they were able to find that peacefulness within themselves and get more introspective. And I found more people going out and walking through the woods or walking along the beach or really appreciating the peace and the solitude and enjoying nature more. So I found that that not only was healing for us, but also looking through the woods and seeing other people, just solo people just walking through and appreciating the surroundings a lot more than I had seen in the past. Um, I think that wound up healing a lot of people. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's an adjustment period as, as with anything else. And um, I, I'm kind of like getting used, more used to it now where we're, you know, still on that downtime, but, but you know, kind of dipping your toe back on the water to see how things are going. We're still masking up. We're still, you know, sanitizing. We're still keeping our six feet distance. Um, but I think other than that, we've, we've had a, a very strong family connection. So we're able to just be at home and be at peace and walk through nature and, and be able to adjust that way. Candace Knight from Blackmore's Night joins us beyond the mic. You had been touring. Do you remember your last show before the shutdown? And what will it feel like to hit that stage again, hear the fans smiling and laughing and singing along? Yes. As a matter of fact, the last show that we performed was in this incredible castle called Schloss Abenberg, which is just outside of Nuremberg. Um, Of course, we had an American tour planned, but everything shut down so we weren't able to to go with that but um the last one we did was in germany 12th century castle wow stunning but there were so many people it was open an open field and the castle was sort of like our backdrop um so you could you could see it and it was all lit up and it was just gorgeous and you over the field there were these hills and you could see the sun was setting at one point when we went on stage and then the moon rising on the other side and there were uh, so many people that come to our shows there was a good maybe 3,000 people there and looking out to the audience with everybody just singing along to all of the songs with these big smiles on their faces and it's a family show so you've got little children that are dressed up like we are on stage they like the kids like to dress up like princesses or Robin Hood and then the parents come because they make it a family event so the parents will come and they'll dress up like kings or queens or um, knights in shining armor we've seen everything monks and jesters and fairies like we've got it all belly dancers are out there and it's just like this amazing like a carnival that goes through town you know like a, like a costume party um, so not everyone dresses up but when you look up the, the, the diehard fans that are in the first you know couple of, uh, however many rows you're just looking out and seeing people you could really transport back to another time and it, it their return of energy 
just just fills you up and gives you so much. So playing the music you love, seeing them singing along to it, dancing along. There were belly dancers literally dancing along the sides of, of you know, the venue where we were playing. And, and at one point I stopped the whole show just to have people watch them because they were just amazing. Um, and and that energy and that beauty and that magic, if you see, see and experience that once in your lifetime, you're blessed, you know. And for us to be able to go out and perform in these castles and to have that love from the audience and the fans and be part of that every time we tour, it's it's just goes without words. It just leaves you breathless. So um, that was the last show that we wound up doing uh, a couple of years ago at this point. Um, of course, our shows got, got canceled, but we are in talks with the agents to, um, you know, when things start start opening up again to make sure that we have those tour dates locked in here in America. So hopefully we'll get right back to where we were pre-pandemic, you know, whatever restrictions are going to be laid on us, we're still kind of wondering about. We even did some live stream shows where we were able to reach out to a couple of million people and play requests. So it was like people were just in our living room, you know, sitting there with Richie and myself and the acoustic instruments and taking requests from people all over the world. Um, Got about three million people that tuned in. But Again, like, you know, like you said, when you look out and you see a screen and you're, you're kind of separated just playing to a screen or the option is you're out there on stage feeling that energy from the audience and that magic. I mean, nothing beats that. We're really looking forward to doing that again. Time's running out. So it's time for the rocking eight, eight random questions. Answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. There is no pressure. No, it's like a Rorschach thing. Oh my God, you're freaking me out. Okay, no pressure. I'm breathing it out. Hit me with it. Favorite charity? Favorite charity? Um, any animal charity, believe it or not. We actually do a lot of work with animal charities. So I'm going to say um, some of the local animal charities out here on Long Island that we work with, like um, Save a Pet out here in Port Jefferson. If you were an animal, what animal would you be? Black Panther. Favorite Broadway musical? Oh, oh, um, and I have seen so many. Uh, Les Mis. What's the first thing you do every morning? Curse my alarm clock. (laughs) (laughs) I think we all do that. hate that thing. (laughs) One thing that you would miss if you were actually a minstrel in the 1300s. Oh, gosh. Air conditioning. Other than music, how do you creatively relieve stress? Walking through nature, feeling and seriously using your senses, like breathing in the different sense of every season. Winter has a scent, you know, autumn has a scent, feeling the the snowflakes on my eyelashes, feeling the warmth of the sun, the wind through my hair. There is no better stress release than nature for me. Now, for me, it'd be walking down Jones Beach, just listening to the waves crash. Ah. Right. Listening to the waves are just, it's just, you know, I actually, I had this thought once, I actually wrote a song about it called Hush the Wind, where I felt like at that point we were so, the world was so busy and everybody was on all of their devices and, and rushing to work and rushing here and rushing there. And I felt like when I went to listen to the ocean and when I listened to the trees, we have this deck where we sit outside at night and have a little bonfire pit. And in the middle of the summertime, when the crickets are going and the, the, the um, fireflies are lighting up the night just sporadically and it looks so magical out there and the trees were just being go- the breeze that were was hitting the trees and it constantly just has this hushing sound so I wrote this song called Hush the Wind because it literally between the oceans being pulled through the rocks or the sand or between the wind going through the trees it always sounds like the, the, that nature that the world is just telling us as humanity just to go shh 
like, hush, everybody relax, calm down, take your time, take, find your peace. <laughs> you know, it sounded like the world, like if it could speak, it was telling us that if we chose to listen. So I made that into a song. <laughs> Who's your favorite rock band other than one your husband has been in? Oh, dang. You even get me in trouble. <laughs> um, Come on. You have to have one favorite. There's so many genres of rock. There's so many. Uh, I love, I love Fleetwood Mac. But I also love, I love Queensryche. And I love, like, all these crazy things that I listen to. But, all right, we'll stick with Sleep with Mac for now. If you could retire <laughs> somewhere, where would it be? Um, oh, my gosh. I need a place with the seasons. You know what? I'm happy retiring where I am right now. I know that's boring. Long Island, to me, it's got all the seasons. It's got the, the snow in the wintertime. It's got, you know, the spring buds. Every I, I just need that change all year round. Um. So I'm happy where I am by the ocean and by the forest. I'm good here. How has your husband, Richie, and kids help support and encourage you as you all get ready to tour and present this new album to people? You know, Richie said originally before this pandemic hit, he said, you know, maybe I'll take, I think we'll take a break for a while because he hates traveling so much. He He's fine with staycations. He'd rather stay on the couch because he's been traveling since he was 16, living out of hotels. So I get that. Um, but since this hit, now he is just going for withdrawals about going out and getting back on the road. My kids have been amazing. They've been coming on the road with us since since they were one. Each one of them uh, at the age of 18 months has, has traveled with us. They are little gypsies at heart. They get on that plane. They do that seven-hour drive but on, ride on the plane, and they, they set up their iPads. They take a nap. They eat. They're good to go, and they go hotel to hotel to hotel, and they just enjoy They actually learn so much about history um, wherever we go, so they kind of use it as an educational experience. Um, they learn all about the local cuisines, the local music that's being played, the local uh, history and, and the different kinds of castles and architecture. Um, so I feel like we've always been a touring kind of traveling family. We don't spend a lot of time, like we're not like some people where they get a tour bus and go, you know, year round. But when we do go out for the six weeks a year or maybe, you know, a month and then come home, take a break in another month, um, it's almost like this amazing extended vacation because we go out, we love what we do, we play, the kids come to the show, sometimes they come out on stage and enjoy it with us and... um we change the set list. We change the songs every single night. We always keep it interesting, always living on the edge on stage and then come back and have our family time and, and unwind and, and just relax. And and uh, it's just like a really solid, stable, beautiful place to be. So we all support each other here. She loves helping animal charities, loves Les Mis, and is celebrating the release of Nature's Light. We thank Candace Knight for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you. I had a great time. Take care. And that, my friends, is Beyond the Mic.